you know, she would come home as happy and as playful and as full of love as she left. And that just blew my mind. You know, she was never fearful of going to the doctor. She was never scared. Welcome back to this week's episode of Be Boulder. The last couple episodes, we chatted quite a bit about resiliency. And honestly, um, we cried a whole lot. And so we're not going to do that this episode. No, no. This week, we talk all about joy. With the choices to push forward and persevere comes an oftentimes more difficult choice. And that's, you know, whether to let the world harden you and be negative and fold in on ourselves or to choose to lead and to take every step forward with positivity, love, and joy. We all come to a resiliency crossroads. Let the world jade us or choose to love through whatever hardship may arise. So let's chat a little bit about choosing joy and love always. slash sobbed over the last couple episodes, uh, the loss of one of my dogs, Stella, that had saved my life a few years earlier, rocked me to my absolute core. You know, I was sad, I was angry, I was lonely, and I was lost. But as she often does, the universe conspired to help teach me one of the most valuable lessons in leadership and love a girl could ever ask for after that loss. Now, I'm a huge pet adoption advocate. I think a lot of people know that. And I have this, you know, personal belief that when you lose a pet, you know, you're devastated and you're sad and you're trying to figure out how to get over that. But pets in the shelters, they typically are pretty sad too. So why not try to fix both of you and and get on the men together um, by adopting a pet and getting right back on the wagon? Well, um, you know, the problem was this time around after I had lost Stella, who was really like my best friend, um, I really just struggled to force myself to even look and think about adopting, you know, another dog because gosh darn it, like I felt like that was a betrayal and and that was, you know, not fair. Um, So Stella, (laughs) as she always does, once again, uh, worked to help me out. Now, (laughs) I'm not a frequent rememberer of my dreams, which is why this one is forever etched in the vault of my mind. Uh, But at the risk of sounding all sorts of crazy, it went something like this. You know, uh, after Stella had passed away, a couple weeks after that, um, I had this dream where I was in my great grandmother, my Nana's kitchen, and it looked and smelled, you know, right down to the last detail as it always had. And I was honestly a little surprised to see, uh, you know, Stella there with my my non as she was baking chicken pot pies and apple pies, which were the absolute best. Like I will fist fight anyone. <laughs> she made the best apple pie and chicken pot pie anyone could ever ask for. And so <laughs> my great grandmother, she actually made me chicken pot pies every single week, um, you know, when I was growing up all the way into college, I was lucky enough to have her all the way, you know, up and to and through college, um, right, really until she couldn't bake anymore. And in my dream, I remember thinking, Stella, you bitch, you know, you're getting the Popeyes and I'm not. And, uh, you know, in that dream, neither my nan nor Stella said even a word to me, but they, they knew I was there. 
you know, and my non sort of looked at me and she kind of smirked and, and Stella, after snacking on some of the pot pies that I just really wanted, uh, came over to me with a square purple envelope like you would get. That's like a wedding invitation or something. <laughs> and without saying a word, she tried it over to me, envelope in her little mouth, and I took it from her. And she returned, she tried away, returned to eating her pot pies. And, uh, you know, I opened the envelope and I pulled out this piece of paper and it had three pet finder columns. If you've ever looked on pet finder, there's usually like a little column about these dogs and, you know, tells their likes and dislikes and what they, you know, do they like their pets and whatever else. And the first and the last two columns on this page were super blurry, but there was one, you know, right in the center and it was the middle one and I could see it clear as day and it contained the image of this beautiful six-year-old female boxer. And I knew that I had to go on this mission, right, to find this dog and adopt her no matter what it took. And so I woke up from that dream with tears streaming down my face and, you know, how could I adopt another dog? How could I even like love that way again? And little did I know, <laughs> I would soon learn exactly how. And so like a complete and total lunatic, I started scouring the internet and Petfinder to find this dog. And guess what? <laughs> I did the exact dog right down to the picture on Petfinder. I found it. And, you know, Diva, <laughs> she was improperly called. That dog was not a diva, but she's a six-year-old boxer pulled from just simply deplorable puppy milk conditions where she'd been bred not less than they thought 10 times. And she was in a foster home and she was feeling up or healing up from being fixed and, you know, the removal of this lump on her rear leg. And so I was like, man, I got to fill this out. I got to adopt this dog. <laughs> and this is her. I just totally knew it. Right. And, and I applied to adopt her. And, you know, as soon as I saw her and, and the application allowed, you know, it asked me a lot of standard questions if you've ever adopted a dog, but one in particular, you know, it was there for a reason. And I didn't know why, but Stella knew. It asked me about your last pet and what you missed most about them. And I don't even know what inspired me to do it, but I simply wrote that I needed her and she needed me. And I don't even know what possessed me to do it, quite honestly, to answer it that way. I just did it, filled it out and turned it in. And, you know, I guess honesty was the best policy in this case. So and that was the answer that brought Diva, later Pearl, to me. While on the phone with the rescue group, the interviewer told me she was slated to do a family meeting with another family about, you know, Diva. And she was going to meet them and probably be adopted by them. And, you know, my heart kind of sank. And I was like, man, like, how did I miss this? And, and then, you know, this woman, she just stopped. And she just asked me, she said, wait a minute. Are you the one in your application about, who said about your last dog that you needed her and she needed me. And I said, yeah, like, I'm not sure where this is going, lady. You know? And she said, no, 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 you're adopting this dog. I don't know why, but I feel like you're supposed to adopt this dog. What? <laughs> so we set a date and time that we would meet her. And so, you know, she came to our house for the first time and for the remainder of her time, you know, on March 18th of 2016. And so two women brought her into our house that day and they said Pearl, Diva, but we called her Pearl, loved to be outside and she was super active and they clearly knew nothing about this dog because she hated being outside and was probably the sleepiest, laziest dog I've ever had. And in fairness, right, I'd be really sleepy and lazy and whatever too if I popped out 100 plus pups in my lifetime. So in fairness to her, it was okay. You know, and and, and so Pearl, when she, when she jumped out of the car, <laughs> 
she initially gravitated toward my husband and I was like, you know, what the hell? <laughs> Which, you know, whatever, it was fine. But I didn't care. You know, she was just the sweetest, smiliest, happiest little thing. And she walked over to Ogie and she just gave him a kiss. And then they trotted around the block for their first walk ever together. And it was just like the sweetest thing to watch. And I remember thinking, I'm not ready for this. I'm in cell. I can't do this. But Pearl showed me the way, right? From the very first moments in our house, <laughs> our first picture even, you know, she just she can be seen just following behind me, smiling as, as dogs do in their big funny way, ear to ear. And it was like, she was just so happy. And, and, and I was going, and she was going to lead me to love, you know, one way or the other. And gosh, darn it. <laughs> she did. And she taught me a whole lot along the way. And it turns out that leadership was just the tip of the iceberg with her. And it was exactly what I needed at that point in my life. At the time, you know, I was in a few different pressure cooker type environments, um, you know, mostly self-inflicted pain, right? But, you know, a couple of them were taking a real toll on me daily. And, and some of the leaders in these places were so hostile and so uh, challenging that every interaction felt like more than a, than a battle. Every single one of them felt like a war, you know, and you can only do that for so long. And it really takes a toll on you. And it's super easy to get sucked down the drain of toxicity and negativity and fight like with like, you know, and honestly, I think I too was really headed in that direction. You know, I can recall answering hostility with more hostility and snapping back at people when they challenged me unnecessarily or pushed me too hard. And that wasn't me. And honestly, I, I wasn't choosing to be positive or joyful or lead with love through these daily wars, right? But I was just getting sucked into the other way, right? Negativity and nastiness. Now, <laughs> my wars continued to rage on daily, but I had the joy of working from home for most of the time. So I got to spend lots of time with Pearl and watch her and watch how she just sort of floated happily through the world. And now as a seasoned rescue mom, I know that uh, female dogs need to be um, fixed pretty early. And if they don't, they have exponentially higher rates of cancer. So like a complete and total freaking nutter. Um, I used to give Pearl like doggy breast exams <laughs> to make sure that, you know, we didn't have cancer developing or something like that. And I know it sounds crazy, but one of these days when I was actually giving Pearl like an exam and I, I kind of found a couple things didn't feel right. And sometimes you just know in your bones that you're, they're not. So I found some concerning stuff when I took her to the vet <laughs> and on top of like, I just thought Pearl was kind of dumb to be honest with you. And, um, cause I would say her name, I'd be like, Pearl, Pearl. And she just like wouldn't come. And, uh, turns out her ears were so clogged, um, because she hadn't been cared for that she could not hear. So we had to spend, you know, tons of effort and time and money <laughs> getting those cleared out. She needed over a thousand dollars worth of dental work because no one had ever, um, cared for her, nor had they nourished her appropriately so that she was, you know, healthy. And then on top of it, we also learned that she did in fact have breast cancer and uh, she had worms so severe on top of it that it took seven doses of worm killer to get rid of them. But anyway, now this was, this was Pearl's first bout of cancer and, and that we knew about anyway. And we subsequently found it again in, in her mammary chain, in her intestines, in her lymph nodes, and the fifth time was in her lungs. But during these five separate battles with cancer, each and every time, you know, <laughs> Pearl just, she would have a surgery and she would recover and or she would be on in chemo and she had chemo every three weeks 
And she would come home as happy as she went to the doctor. And I, I just want everyone to think about that. Like when you are going and you're fighting a battle for your life and you walk in to the place that's going to just beat the hell out of you <laughs> and, and you're happy and you lead with love and you lead with joy. And then even when you're so sick and the world has been so hard to you and horrible to you and you can turn around and walk back out the same way, leading with love and joy and positivity, like what a magical thing that is to experience and learn from. And so, you know, she would come home as happy and as playful and as full of love as she left. And it just blew my mind. You know, she was never fearful of going to the doctor. She was never scared. And Pearl had every right to, to be really, you know, not exactly uh, kind or happy or anything because the harm that humans had done to her directly and indirectly was just so severe, you know, but still she loved everyone through it all. And, and with so much purity that it almost seemed otherworldly. I, I oftentimes joke, like, I've never met a being that loved so wholly and purely as Pearl did. And, and her love and light just shined so bright that, you know, you couldn't help but smile and do the same. She was a borderline celebrity at the vet's office because she was just so kind and sweet no matter what got thrown at her. And Pearl had every right to be negative. Okay, we've all seen these people who've had just everything in the world stacked against them, you know. And despite it all, she was just so resilient and she led with love and joy and positivity. Pearl had been raped on a rape stand, okay? She'd been overbred. She'd been malnourished. She'd been mistreated. She'd been shot. <laughs> she'd been abused. And then she had cancer five times that we know about, and she still chose love always. Now, watching that level of resiliency, that's a whole nother level, right? You know, and the decision that she always made to choose with, to, to lead with love and live with love and joy and not negativity and anger and misery simply just blew my heart wide open, you know? And as I watched Pearl gracefully with so much joy embrace each day as if it were her last, I couldn't help but honestly start to do the same. As I prepared for meetings or calls with a litany of, you know, challenging folks in my life, I would just set the intention prior to every single one of those meetings, interactions, whatever it was going to be, that I meet them, those people, no matter how difficult or challenging they were, with love and understanding. And no matter how bad the meeting, no matter how bad the abuse, I would choose love and I would choose joy. And you know what? <laughs> I think it made these people a little crazy because it was, you know, a very different tactic than I had been taking and I wasn't fighting them, which I think they were kind of expecting a lot of times. But I also think it was no coincidence that the universe began to reward me with ever more opportunity and, you know, abundance. And, and just through the chaos, I, I saw so many doors opening in so many different environments because I was choosing every day positivity and love and joy. And now I'm committing to, I'm committed to leading that way, right? And every single one of my teams and organizations and everything I put my time and my effort and, and, you know, my life towards, you know, toxic people don't even get access to me or my teams or my life anymore. And I've chosen love and joy as a way to run my practice, to lead my teams, to organize my life. You know, I've set out with intentionality to change the way we treat each other and venture capital and investing 
We need to care for ourselves and the people around us holistically. We need to choose joy and love and meet people where they are and develop them from there, not beat them down and abuse them and treat them like shit. And <laughs> not everyone, in fact, most don't even come close to experiencing, you know, the level of abuse and hardship and, and whatnot that just sickens me when I really think about it that Pearl did, but she chose to fight with love and joy always. And I just honestly think we all need to do the same now, really more than ever. You know, honestly, it's going to take a lot to get everything back on track post COVID. And it, it will be easy to blame other folks. It'll be easy to be negative. It'll be easy to be toxic, but we need to consciously choose love and joy. We need to choose happiness and we need to, you know, love people through their missteps, through their mistreatment of us, through their, you know, we need to love ourselves through the past mistreatment of our, 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 our own selves. And, you know, we need to love people through the mistakes that, you know, they're going to continue to make. We can choose our attitude at every single crossroads. I choose love and joy. No matter how much I want to throat punch someone, I choose love and I choose joy. And sure, maybe that's the harder choice sometimes, but I will never one time regret meeting someone where they're at with love and joy, <laughs> though they may let her regret their behavior, let's be honest. But that's a them problem. That's not a me problem. As always, thanks for listening. And don't forget, don't just be bold. Choose love and be bolder. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Insta at BeBolderCast or visit our blog at TheBolderLife.com. If you have questions or suggestions for me, leave me a message at 614-706-6693. 